Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast with Apostle Derache Zorn. This is Denise Walker, and I am the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. And Hope in Christ is an online Christian book club where we promote Christian literature and children's literature, um, of course, by Christian authors, and we also promote, we um, host events and um, online virtual events, and we're working to begin face-to-face events. And also we have Hope in Christ blog, um, where the authors are able to come in and be guest bloggers, Um, and also we are currently getting ready to begin working on our first anthology. Um, And that is forthcoming of gathering individuals who have a testimony, a testimony about Christ to tell their story. So that's what Hope in Christ Ministries is. Amen. So let's open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll begin today's show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, for who you are. We thank you for your grace and your mercy yet again, O oh God. We thank you for another show. We thank you, Lord God, for our discussion today from Romans 6, our life being dead to sin and alive in you. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would touch our hearts. You speak, O oh God. You speak through us. As we sit down, O oh God, you stand up and you speak your word of truth unto us, O oh God. Help us to see you, O oh God. Remove the scales, the blinders, O oh God, the blockage from our ears, God, and the stony places of our hearts that you be able to penetrate, O oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for those that you would send from the north, south, east, and the west to hear this word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, again, welcome back, and let's go ahead and get started. Today we're going to be talking about Romans 6, and the title of Romans 6 is, um, and it's in the New American Standard Bible, that's when I'm going to play the entire chapter of Romans 6, and the title says, Believers are dead to sin and alive to God. And after we listen to it in its entirety, then we're going to talk about how we see the difference in a life outside of Christ in our life in Christ. So let's go ahead and get started. Chapter 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. 
Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its lusts. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? May it never be. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death, or of obedience resulting in righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Therefore, what benefit were you then deriving from the things of which you were now ashamed? For the outcome of those things is death. But now, having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit, resulting in sanctification, and the outcome, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen, amen, amen. So, that was a mouthful. So we're going to look closely at Romans 6, now that we've listened to it in its entirety. So one of the things that I did while I was listening to and reading Romans 6 I wrote down the words that were repeated over and over. And those words that I heard over and over that were repeated were die, death, dead, alive, slave, righteousness, free, and sin. Let me say that again. Die, death, dead, alive, slave, righteousness, free and sin. Now, when I was learning um, at church and kind of understanding how we should attack scripture and how we should read it, that's one of the things that they taught us is what is being repeated over and over because that um, is the message that they're trying to get across. So if they are constantly saying um, the author of Romans 6, and they're constantly saying, die to something, something must die, something is dead, something then comes alive, um, and then the word slave, um, which means that, that someone else has ownership or something else has ownership of you, 
um, and rules over you and um, controls you. And then we have the positive terms, which are free, alive, righteousness. So there's an opposite of both. So you have the things that must die, um, those things that are enslaving us, and how we are to be, how are we to be made free and walk in righteousness and be alive? And so let's talk about what Romans 6 says about those particular things. So what I did was in my notebook, um, in my composition notebook, I wrote um, a T-chart. And I, all that is is I took and divided the paper into two. And on one side, my title that I use is Life Outside of Christ, and then on the other side, I put Life in Christ. And there's some things that I noticed um, about the T-chart that I made. One of the things I noticed is that the Life in Christ, there was more. There was more um, benefit of Life in, in Christ. Um, even though the the life outside of Christ was very detrimental. So in Romans 6, some of the things that um, were stated there were on one side it said at the bottom of Romans 6, and that was verse number 23. And that's where I started. That really got me started. And it said, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Now, this is the New American Standard Bible that I'm reading from. However, the wording is very similar. So, on one side of my chart, I wrote wages. So life outside of Christ is wages. And to me, when I started thinking about it, I said, well, okay, wages. Wages are things you earn, you have to work for. But life in Christ, it says it's a free gift. So one of the things, the difference I noticed on my, my first things that I wrote down on my T-chart is that you got to work. And all these wages, you're earning things when you're living outside of Christ. You have to earn, but the things you're earning are not good for you. Um, and then life in Christ is a free gift. It's a free gift of eternal life. And it's, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to work for it. We don't have to work for anything. The next thing that I noticed in Romans 6 was the old man. The writer um, talks about the old man when we talk about the life outside of Christ. And then on the life in Christ, on the other side, there's grace. There's grace. And so the old man is no longer there because it goes on to say that you're dead to sin. So my old man must be 
my sin nature, my sin, the, the sin that I walked in that held me captive, and now I'm under grace because I'm saved in Christ, and he lives through me, and I'm dead to sin. Dead, anything in the natural, when someone's dead, it, they're not, is is not um, able to be used, no one's, if, if your um, phone goes dead, if something else goes dead, you can't use it. So it's saying that no longer should we be walking in that old man, that old nature, and we should be dead. Sin should be a none effect in our lives. So that's, that's um, another point that I've noticed. And then it goes on to discuss that when we're life outside and when we're living outside of Christ, it says that we are obeying sin. We're obeying sin and we're yielding our members as instruments of unrighteousness. So we're yielding our members as instruments of unrighteousness. When I read that part, I noticed, I said, wait a minute, hold on. When I yield, that means I stop, I slow down to pay close attention to something. So I'm yielding my members, my eyes, my hands, my arms, my legs. I'm yielding my members as instruments, instruments of unrighteousness. That means I'm giving it over. I'm giving. I'm. There. I'm using my members, my my body parts, my body, as as instruments of unrighteousness. Well, an instrument in the natural. When we're thinking about an instrument, um, a musical instrument, we practice. We have to practice, and we practice and practice and practice it until we become perfect at it. So we're yielding our members as instruments. We're practicing unrighteousness. Practicing unrighteousness and also we're yielding and obeying sin as a life outside of Christ. Then it goes on on the same side, life outside of Christ. Um, Servants to uncleanliness and iniquity. So a servant, a servant is someone who um, somebody's given orders to and you have to do what they're telling you to do. You're serving them. Servant to uncleanliness and iniquity. That's what we're doing in our life outside of Christ. And then this part, this next part of life outside of Christ, when I was writing out the scripture and dividing it up, this next part really got me. It said that we are free from righteousness. When we're living outside of Christ and we are obeying sin and we're yielding our members to unrighteousness, it says that we are free from righteousness. Now, I thought that was deep. Free from, that means that righteousness has no part of us when we're living outside of Christ. Because we can't serve two masters. And that was the the point of me drawing this T-chart because there's a line that you got to cross. 
There's no in-between. You're either going to be on one side or you're going to be on the other. And then the next part says the end of all of what um, the writer spoke of, the end of it all is death. Is death. And I remember I was I was sharing, um, I remember when I read the, the book Jezebel by Jacqueline Thomas, um, and I thought about, and, it, and it's just a reenactment again of um, the story of Jezebel from Scripture, but it's, it's very vivid the way she writes and, and writes the character, and her name is Jezebel in the script, in her um, novel. But what came to mind when I was thinking about that book, the, the end of it, of all of what she had done was death. She was already dead spiritually, and then she fell over a balcony and was rendered not able to do anything for herself, and eventually she died. And eventually she did, you know, she came to a point of repentance because she was so, um, she knew that there was nothing that she could do for herself. And so... The end of it is death. When we're living outside of Christ and we are obeying sin, when we are yielding and we are yielding our members to um, be instruments of unrighteousness, all of it is death. We in uh, in spiritual death and some, and and sometimes often natural death. And at judgment, we are judged to damnation. So um, that's the side of life outside of Christ. And it says that we are dead in sin. Now notice we said on the other side, life in Christ, we are dead to sin. But on the life outside of Christ, as I was reading the scripture, this particular scripture, we're dead in sin. That means we we can't see the truth because we are spiritually dead. We're walking around like they're not a living dead. We're dead in sin. And so we have to come over on the other side to life in Christ. And so life in Christ, again, it says it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. Gift of eternal life. We're living under grace. His grace being sufficient for us. We are dead to sin, not dead in sin. So once we come over and give our life to Christ, we are no longer dead in sin. We're dead to sin. We're baptized into Jesus Christ. He lives. He lives then. We're baptized into his death. So it says that he was bruised and broken. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed. So he was bruised and broken for our sins. And so when we come to him, we are baptized into his death. We're buried with him. We're buried with him. And we should walk in newness of life in Christ. Because it's no longer us, we're not um, 
we're not working for the wages that that sin gives us and and we're not obedient to sin and we're not yielding our merriments any, any longer so we are walking in a newness of life newness and righteousness and holiness we're planted together the old man is crucified with Christ so we're no longer walking in the old self so often we hear people say, well, God know my heart. God know who I am. He know how I am. God know I still do this. And God know, you know, I can't. Yes, there's a point of sanctification. But the word tells us that we, the old man, is crucified. Crucified with Christ. And then it says destroy the body of sin. In a life in Christ, we destroy the body of sin. We don't serve sin. It goes on to say, not serving sin. Live with Christ. Live unto God. Alive, be alive unto God. And dead to sin. Alive unto God through Christ. Yielding to God. So we switch who we're yielding to. Before, we were yielding our instruments to unrighteousness. And when we come to Christ, we yield to God, and we're alive from the dead. We're no longer the, live, the walking dead. The next part says, and again, the other benefits, we no longer walk in death, and we're alive in Christ. And more of life in Christ is, we are mem- our members are instruments of righteousness. So our members are no longer instruments of unrighteousness, and we're yielding them to them. Now our members are used for righteousness unto God. We do what God intended for us to do with our lives. And then the next part says obedience unto God. We're obeying God and not our flesh, not ourselves. We're no longer the Lord of our lives. Christ becomes the Lord. He takes the throne of our hearts. Obedience unto God. Obey from our hearts. We begin to obey from our heart when we live a life in Christ, according to Romans 6. We are servants to God. And I know oftentimes when I hear people that don't believe um, because they made it up in their mind that they want to be their own judge, jury. Um, they want to be accountable for their own life. But the word says we are servants of God. Why are we servants? Because God is our designer. God is our creator. He's our father. He's the one that created us. Without him, we would have no breath right now. And so why would we not want to be servants of his? Serving him with all of our heart. Serving him and worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And it goes on to say that we're free from sin when we are alive in Christ. Free from sin. Servants of righteousness. Yes, servants of righteousness. Righteousness unto holiness. 
These are all things that we are blessed with when we live a life in Christ. We have fruit of holiness. Everlasting life. That's very the most important part. Everlasting life through Christ Jesus. Because we no longer live. Therefore, we don't yield to our flesh. We don't live according to our flesh, but the spirit that lives in us, Christ's spirit. And then we live in the power of Christ. One of the final thoughts there. Power of Jesus Christ. So I wanted to just take that time to really dig into Romans chapter number six. It blessed me, and I pray that it blesses you. And I, again, if you would take the time and just draw your T chart and see where there's a line, there's a barrier. And there's a difference. Either we're on the one, or we're on the life outside of Christ, or we're living in Christ. But notice that none of those can go on the other side. None of those things that were spoken in that scripture of Romans six can be placed on the opposite side of life in Christ. But too often, people in our world today minimize the power of God. The word says that um, people will have a form of godliness, but they not have the power. But according to Romans 6, when we walk in life in Christ, we walk in the power of Christ, his power. That means we, we're not working wages trying to do right, trying to make sure we don't do this and do that. Because his grace is sufficient for us. We're buried in him. We're buried in him. We're baptized into his death. We no longer serve sin as we walk in Christ. Again, the words that all through Romans 6 that stand out are die, death, dead, alive, slave, Righteousness, free, and sin. And notice that the word slave or servant was used for righteousness and unrighteousness. But one is a negative connotation and one is a positive connotation. The negative connotation is when we are slaves and we are controlled by sin. Slaves unto righteousness is nothing but benefit. We're slaves, we're serving God, we're servants of the Most High. That's nothing but benefits. So we have to remember that. We have to know that we serve the true and living God. Christ the King is the truth. And outside of him there is no other. Therefore, we live in him. And we're dead and sin outside of him. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you for speaking, oh God, through us. We pray, God, that we would choose life in Christ, to live and surrender our lives unto you, Lord Jesus. 
that we will no longer be servants of sin, be slaves to unrighteousness, but come unto you and surrender our hearts, that you may clean us up, deliver us, and set us free. Father, I thank you and I praise you for who you are. Thank you, Lord God, for delivering us, for setting us free. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Thank you all for also following me on Facebook, following the Hope in Christ Book Club, joining the Hope in Christ Book Club. Um, also on Instagram, you can follow us and um, get the latest updates on the blogs that the authors are writing and also supporting them in their new um, books that they're writing. And also stay tuned for the um, Hope in Christ newsletter that we'll, you'll be able to subscribe to to receive the author's um, discounts and uh, discounted books and specials that they will have. Um, join us, visit us at Hope in Christ, hope-in-christ.com, that's hope-in-christ.com. Um, if you have a prayer request and you would like for us to pray for you, um, you can email me at denise at hope-in-christ.com. If you would like for me to come out and do a youth workshop and teach um, biblical literacy and build the identity of Christ in our youth, um, you can um, also email me at mentoring at hope-in-christ.com. Um, that's mentoring at hope-in-christ.com. Please tune in to my youth podcast every other Saturday morning at 10 a.m. live, and it is Building Literacy and True Identity from Project Hope Youth Institute, which is the youth ministry portion of Hope in Christ Ministries. Thank you all once again for listening. Be blessed and hope in Christ.